Welcome to Becoming Unstuck, a safe place to help individuals find the tools they need to live the life they truly want. I'm your host, Jordan Meyer. Join me here each week where we will learn one tool that you can use to become the person you've always wanted to be and live each day with more happiness. On today's episode, we're talking about codependency. Now, being codependent or codependency is often given a negative connotation, and I want to talk for a minute about what codependency is and how it shows up in a majority of our lives, that it's often not always a bad thing unless we use it in a very toxic way. Now, to begin off, codependency is the need or desire to use a person, process, or thing to fill a void within us that we can't often fill ourselves. Now, often we refer to being codependent as another person. We use another individual to fill the need within us. If we feel that we are unlovable, we use a person that makes us feel like we're enough and we're loved and that they help fill that other half for us. However, when that individual then leaves, we're left with feeling less than, half full, empty because of the other person and how they're gone now. So we use a person to fill that other void, that other half within us. And it doesn't have to be a person. It can be a process, a behavior. It could be an object. Um, It can be substances. It can be work. It can be religion. It could be anything that we use to help us feel better about ourselves. And when we talk about codependency, there is a healthy balance between using something in a person to help us feel better and doing it in a codependent, unhealthy way. Codependency gets that negative rap as unhealthy, but I want you to think about that question for a minute. Do you use anything in your life to make you feel better? Most of us would say yes, if not all of us, if we're really being honest. Whether that's a person, a spouse, a loved one, their job, careers, uh, what they do for hobbies, even at the end of the day, a bowl of Haagen-Dazs and a giant spoon helps us feel better. So therefore, we could say that we are reliant on ice cream to help change our emotional states and fill us up. So what's the difference between a person who is unhealthily codependent and somebody who uses a person processor thing in their life to fill the void in a healthier way? Short answer, one of the ways that it makes it unhealthy is when the need for that becomes more important than progressing in yourself. Every single one of us relies on another person. In fact, that's what a relationship is and really makes it worthwhile is when when you have weak moments and you have bad days and you're struggling, that you can rely on the other person to help you through those moments. And here's the caveat, until you find your footing again. One of the main differences between an unhealthy and healthy codependent relationship is that the individual in a healthy relationship is willing to progress, is willing to work on themselves and become better. Their deficit doesn't stay a deficit forever. And therefore, their spouse or individual, their partner, is helping them to carry their load for a minute until they can become better themselves. An unhealthy codependent relationship is when you're using the person processor thing with no intent to better yourself or to progress in any way. And therefore, we're, we're having a roulette game of using anything and everything we can to make us feel better with no intention to work on ourselves. So being unhealthily codependent 
is something that brings a lot of stress into our life. And oftentimes when we have poor boundaries, which we'll talk about as we go forward, poor boundaries will indeed lead to codependent unhealthy behaviors. So I'm going to ask you to ask yourself, in what areas of your life are you noticing or feeling unhealthy codependent behaviors? And you may ask yourself, how do I know if I'm unhealthily codependent? How do I know if I have tendencies to rely too heavily on something or someone to make me feel better rather than helping myself? And I'm going to read a list and I want you to just answer to yourself if you feel as though some of these stands out to you. Low self-esteem, not liking or accepting yourself, feeling inadequate, thinking you're not quite enough, worrying about being a failure or concerned what people think about you. Perfectionism, pleasing others by giving up parts of yourself. Poor boundaries, being reactive, dysfunctional communication, dependency, intimacy problems, lack of vulnerability and closeness in relationships, often feeling like every relationship is surface level but never goes any deeper, denial of codependent behaviors that may seem to interfere with your life, caretaking, painful emotions, substance use or addictions, and obsessions of any kind. Now, if any of these stand out to you, somewhere you may exhibit an unhealthy codependent relationship with any of these. But that's okay. All of us in some way maybe have a unhealthy codependent relationship in some of these areas. And it's not about judging ourselves because of what we're doing or why we're doing it. It's about understanding how we're needing something to fill a void within our lives. And therefore, we can say that there are needs in our life that are not being met. And when we know how to ask for our needs to be met, we therefore know how to challenge or erase these unhealthy codependent behaviors and learn to be more secure in ourselves and who we are as well as in our relationships. If you feel like that you're an individual who is exhibiting codependent behaviors in any of these areas, a few things that you can darn start, a few places that you can start in order to start to work from some of these is one, learn to grow and develop your self-esteem and self-worth. Learn who you are and why you have inherent value and why that matters. Decrease perfectionism in life. Right? It's often said that perfectionism is a need for control, that if we can make our life look like a movie ad, then nothing's wrong with it. If we can make our household look like it's perfect and in a magazine, then there's nothing wrong. Perfectionism is, in fact, a codependent behavior. And if you notice yourself having perfectionist tendencies in your life, then there's some element of your life that you are lacking control in, and therefore you are controlling what you can, but more in an unhealthy way rather than actually working on the problem. Learn to not please other people. It is okay to say no. Is it okay to say that you're burned out and you don't have any excess energy or time to give someone? Often we think of saying no as rude, inconsiderate. Oftentimes we feel like we have to do everything. Like we're a person who has to take on every assignment, every asking of our neighbors, every school project, every board meeting, every PTA, often to find that we are so exhausted and overwhelmed that we can't literally take on any more on our plate. 
So learn that it's okay to say no. Learn how to have communication and better communicate to validate, to express your needs and therefore also hear the needs of your partner at the same time. Learn to be more intimate, more vulnerable. Learn to connect on emotional level with other people. And in doing so, when we learn how to communicate and be more intimate and vulnerable, we then learn how to be less codependent and therefore use the needs of those around us in a more appropriate way to help lift us up. Now I want to talk about for just a moment, where do we learn these codependent behaviors? Because you may say, well, growing up, I had good examples of healthy relationships and and others may say I had no examples of healthy relationships. But oftentimes that's where it derives from. Unhealthy codependent behaviors come from our understanding of what love is and what love means. I want you to think for a second. Every media picture, every movie, every love story ever told and the scenarios and scenes around them. One of the most famous love stories of all times is Romeo and Juliet which in its essence is an individual of forbidden love where two families who hated each other and opposed one another, the two kids get together. It's this forbidden secret love that nobody knows and it's so strong and encapsulating that the individual is willing to commit suicide in order to not be without the other person. Now, in a story, in a poem, in media, this is a very romanticized idea of what love is. But strip away the nuances of the media and the love story for just a moment and you have a very unhealthy, toxic relationship that is based on secrecy, based on family drama, based on suicidal ideation and such codependent need for one another that you can't live without the other person. And these narratives and these stereotypes are often shown in every media outlet that we have of what a love story is. We often view big romantic gestures of standing outside someone's window or waking up the neighborhood or sneaking in the backyard and throwing a rock out the window as these are very romantic notions of love. But take it out of the context of a media and it's a very unhealthy way to be able to communicate and get someone's attention. And so therefore, as we're learning how to address codependent behaviors, we need to look at where we derive these behaviors from. If we have never seen a healthy relationship with appropriate boundaries and good communication, then we're going to learn from what we know is around us. And unfortunately, the media sources are not the best teacher when it comes to what a healthy relationship is. For instance, take the notebook. One of the more modern day, very romanticized movies. And if I'm spoiling this for anyone, I apologize right up front. However, as a therapist and talking a lot about healthy and unhealthy relationships, the movie of The Notebook often exhibits very unhealthy relational things that really speak to what we call an anxious attachment style, right? Noah was willing to change everything and anything about himself in order to get her attention, right? You be anything you want me to be. I'll be whatever that is. You just tell me, right? Now, that's a very romanticized idea within a movie, but that is loss of themselves and no identity, poor boundaries, willing to change everything about you in order to seek the validation and approval of the another person. And I apologize if I'm taking this romanticized idea and ruin it for many people, However, this is our idea of what love is. And unfortunately, the love behaviors that we are taught growing up are often mostly associated with very unhealthy codependent behaviors. 
Therefore, if we're learning how to change these codependent behaviors, we need to learn how to address the stereotypes and narratives that we learned growing up through childhood and adulthood about what love is. And it's it's often hard to say, and I will say it just blunt out, love does not mean arguing. Arguing and fighting does not have to be a part of a relationship, nor does stonewalling and silence. If we learn how to communicate and have our needs met, we don't have need for these big explosive fights. And so changing these codependent behaviors, in particular people-pleasing, perfectionism, and dependency, which oftentimes we feel as afraid of being alone or out of the relationship. If I lose this person, my life is over. My, my heart will break. I cannot go on living without them. Now, in the movies, this is a romanticized idea. But take it out of context, and it's a very unhealthy, dependent way of thinking on another individual. Yes, it is okay to be dependent on another person after a connection and intimacy and vulnerability is developed, right? It's not a wonder as to why individuals who have been married for 30 years, 50 years, 70 years, that when their partner passes away, they, they're, they're mourning, they're heartbroken, they have lost a part of themselves. And that's okay to recognize that there is this overlap between codependency in a healthy way that in a person becomes dependent on another individual for mood changes and good days and bad days. and But when we use it in a healthy context, it's very different than when we have the unhealthy codependent behaviors start to exhibit themselves. So as a review as we're ending today's episode, if you're looking at things that you can do to reduce unhealthy codependent behaviors, one, increase and develop a sense of self-esteem and self-worth. Two, decrease perfectionism, people-pleasing, and caretaking. Three, institute appropriate boundaries. Four, develop healthy communication. Five, increase intimacy and vulnerability in the relationship on an emotional and spiritual level. Thank you for listening. As always, if you'd enjoyed today's episode, please share with your friends and family and join me here next week. If you happen to live in the Utah Salt Lake area, please reach out for help if needed. You can find me on Instagram at jordanmeyer.cmhc. Follow me on Facebook. And remember, you can find this episode and future episodes on any podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and I will see y'all next week.